At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is primetime action here on VSIN and MSG Plus. I'm Jeff Parles. Adam Candy, Danielle Alvari here with us as well. Ben Wilson in for Kelly Bidlin as well. So we, uh, Danielle, the uh, the one regular, and, and so yeah. far this week, Danielle. Only OG is, on the desk. In all honesty, you've carried the uh, the the <laughs> the, uh, the winning for the desk anyway this week. I, so, baseball's uh, been good to me. Baseball has been very good to me this season. It's uh, yeah. another another great start for Danielle. Who, Don't uh, worry, we'll see some losers when the NBA game starts a little bit later. <laughs> Don't you worry. Uh, let's uh, let's bring in our guy Ben Wilson here. We haven't heard much from Ben so far. So Ben. We still have a full slate of baseball here on a Tuesday. What's going on across the country in the, on the diamond here? Is, uh, we do. Uh, not as crazy scoring as it was a night ago. Nope, no, not so far. But, uh, Danielle, perfect to this point. The, uh, and, but the Phillies have given up that lead. You have the first uh. five there, DA. 1-1, uh, third inning right now. You have Phillies minus 120 live. Again, they took some money up to about minus 130 pregame with Aaron Nola. 1-1 there. In the Bronx, live total at eight and a half as we speak. Going down the board, Nationals strike first in their home game against the Marlins. So one nothing there in the third. Minus 225 live. Marlins plus 175 coming back. Live total of six and a half. Heavily juiced, though, to the over at minus 135. Mets and Reds. We'll talk about this uh, here in a second. Jeff's team, the, the starting pitcher. Hurt himself running to first. So, yeah, good so old go, Robert go Stock. Yeah. So, Robert Stock is out, and some guy I have never heard of, but who has a very impressive mustache, is in. Uh, the Reds, I, I would imagine this is part of partly the result of this. Minus 235 live, despite it being a 1 1 game. Mets plus 180 coming back. Your live total, nine and a half, heavily juiced to the under minus 130. The Means McClanahan game we were talking about earlier. Jeff has the Orioles' first five. Uh, good start, though, for the Rays. 2 1 lead in the third line, just locked at DraftKings, but the last uh, thing I saw here minus 330 Rays live plus 240 to the Orioles live total of eight and a half and the Braves have struck first against the Padres one nothing there in the third Braves minus 160 live Padres plus 130 we were talking earlier about uh, with Adam the Dane Dunning strikeout prop you're gonna have to wait a little longer it's all right Adam the sweat I hope will be worth it fruitful Five, uh, 840 Eastern is now your projected latest start time that was again supposed to go off uh, at 710 but rain there in Detroit Tariq Skubal for the Tigers against Dane Dunning and a couple other first pitches about to get underway Luis Garcia and the Astros against Tristan McKenzie and the Indians that starts here in about seven minutes minus 225 the Strohs plus 185 the Indians eight and a half your total Bailey Ober and the struggling twins in Chicago taking on Dallas Keuchel and the White Sox that's a 810 Eastern start minus 140 there. 
for the Sox, plus 120 on the Twins, nine and a half your total. And the other game just about to start, Cubs-Cardinals rivalry continues. Trevor Williams for the Cubs tonight against Johan Oviedo and St. Louis, minus 115 to the home Cardinals, minus 105 to Chicago. Nine is your total. And, uh, Jeff, we would be remiss if we did not update this, the incredible soccer bet that you made in the Gold <laughs> Cup, the, uh, the Suriname and Guadalupe one one at halftime. Guadalupe, though, did go down a man, and I did look this up. The uh, the combined populations, Jeff, of both countries are less than the city of Milwaukee. So, Oh, good. Good. So the, the, that's actually ever... My the, exact number, uh, 977,063 combined. Okay. So there you, you, you learn something new every day, guys. That that That's uh, the easiest way to put it. And, uh, and Ben, uh, we were talking uh, during a break. The red card that Guadalupe received... 100% deserved. Not even a doubt. So uh, uh, a 10 on 11 uh, there the rest of the way. 11 uh, to 1, by the way. Guadalupe live. Draw plus Adam, 250. Do you want it? Do you want the 11 to 1? Sir, not minus 235. It's like not even but I, when I said I didn't have enough money left for Pat Carson, <laughs> I don't have enough money left for Suriname and Guadalupe. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, again, the Gold Cup. Uh, the, other, the other Gold Cup match, by the way, uh, Costa Rica and Jamaica has been in a weather delay for over an hour in Orlando. So uh, it's going to be a long night for the doubleheader, the folks that are at the doubleheader in Orlando tonight. Uh, one score to Ben brought up, uh, the Padres and the Braves. Braves leading one nothing, going to the bottom of the third. Adam, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. You Darvish coming off the IL and uh, so far a little uh, not so sharp through two innings. No, and, and we talked about it before the game that that was a game that we were just going to stay away from entirely, and that is a good reason why. Absolutely. Again, th already for Darvish, four base runners in two innings and 16 pitches an inning so far for you, Darvish. It is primetime action here on VSIN and MSG+. Plus. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter, at Jeff Parles for myself. Pretty easy. That's my name. At Adam Candy. That's his name. At Danielle Alvari, that's her name. Uh, ben, ben, uh, ben underscore Wilson underscore one. A, a little, I think it's a little bit easier than Kelly's, actually. It is. I think but so. I, but I wanna, the underscores throw a wrench into well, it. Well, I want to ask Ben, were the underscores not enough to separate you from the other Ben Wilsons? Was the one no, part weren't. of like Like, this was your only Th way This in? was the classic, like, make a Twitter in 2008 when you're a freshman on the volleyball team and you wear number one, so you're pretending that you're an athlete. So that's what, that's what <laughs> I was going for. And I just haven't been – I've been so lazy. I, I never tweet. So I'm I, trying I to imagine something that I would have been a freshman at in 2008. Like, maybe it would have been my first time, you know, like, waking up – Soar for no particular reason, like. Mm. But you on the freshman on the volleyball team, cool. I'm not old, <laughs> not old at all. <laughs> you would enjoy that. Thank uh, you, Adam. you, you, you especially. Yeah. Thank you much. Ah, there, there. See, uh, the uh, the reminiscing of uh, Ben Wilson's volleyball career. Again, you never know what to expect here on primetime action. Uh, guys, let's go into uh, let's go into the AFC West here. And uh, Pat, eh, last time I checked, that Patrick Mahomes guy's pretty good in Kansas City. He was the leader in our, in our passing props there yeah. for yards and for touchdowns. So no surprise here that the Chiefs are the favorite to win their division here in the AFC West, minus 250. The Chargers are behind them at plus 450. The Broncos plus 550, and the Raiders at 20 to one. Now we also have win totals up here. So for the Chiefs, that number is 12 and a half. Remember, 17 game schedule this season. The Chargers at nine and a half wins. The Broncos, the numbers eight and a half, and the Ra the Raiders at seven. So you have yes, no to make the playoffs here as well. So you can bet on either side of that, and also to win the AFC and to win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs right now five to one to win the Super Bowl. What do we like on this board? 
So just first off, the Broncos are the most difficult team to handicap just because of the unknown factor of Aaron Rodgers. So every single number there for the Broncos, completely unbettable at the moment for me, just because if it is Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, they're probably hovering right around nine and eight, eight and nine, just on the virtue of that defense being pretty strong. And even with the questionable quarterback play, reasonable enough weapons. But Adam, I'm looking at the L.A. Chargers here. That's the team I'm most interested on for betting purposes in this division. I don't think they have enough to surpass Kansas City. The Chiefs would have to probably a Mahomes injury or just a heavy regress and that new-looked offensive line just isn't any good, which could happen, but highly unlikely. But we cannot understate, and this kind of has to do with what we talked about yesterday with the Jets and Adam Gase being gone. Anthony Lynn is now gone. It is Brandon Staley. We have no clue what Brandon Staley is as a head coach, but we have to assume that the Chargers' implosions late in games and close games that they almost always seemingly lost, except for the 12-4 and season two years ago, we we're going to get some regression on the positive end there, and the Chargers are going to win some of those close games. I expect a step forward for Justin Herbert. Derwin James is finally healthy again, which he hasn't been healthy for two years now. I like the Chargers to make the playoffs at a plus price, a plus 110. And, again, there's there's nines out there for the Chargers' win total. If you can get a flat nine, I would bet it over. Yeah, I absolutely would bet a flat nine. Although, as we see, the minus the nine and a half. Yeah, the nine and a half to one thirty-five means you, that nine is probably that nine's be like even minus. Worse, I think right? it was minus one seventy. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, so we look at the Chargers and look. Anthony Lynn treated the clock like it was written in Sanskrit. The man did not understand how to get through the last two or three minutes of a game whatsoever. And so you see the straight up record at seven and nine for the Chargers and realize that easily could have been nine and seven in Justin Herbert's rookie year in a year in which Tyrod Tart Taylor was supposed to be the starter before he had his lungs punctured. And then Justin Herbert had to come off the bench and put up a great rookie season. So now you look at this Chargers team and you give them something that they really needed, which is an upgraded head coach and a, a defensive minded head coach. I loved the idea. Don't get me wrong of giving Justin Herbert an offensive-minded head coach. But what did this team really need? They needed to upgrade the defense. Uh, it was this defense that took a lot of injuries last year, needed an upgrade from what it had with Gus Bradley, and now gets that in the head coach of Brandon Staley coming over from the Rams. So I like where you're at with the Chargers. Let's go back to the Broncos for a second. Go ahead. I love this team, and I oh, shouldn't wow. love this okay. team as much as I do. But I love what the Broncos could be. Now, am I betting the numbers right now because of the Rodgers factor? No. I'm going to leave most of those numbers alone because I think they're actually just about right in mm -hmm. most cases. If that were a flat eight on the Broncos on the win total, you might have me a little bit more interested. Drew Locke is terrible. And Drew Locke is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now, is Teddy Bridgewater a marked upgrade over Drew Locke? I actually would say yes. Oh, okay. uh, I would say Teddy Bridgewater is enough of an upgrade over Drew Locke, a guy who can stay within the system, who is going to be handed Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and a revamped offensive line. I think you're going to see a Broncos team that just needs to be competent offensively to offset a defense that adds Von Miller back mm -hmm. in, that used its first-round pick in the secondary to add a cornerback. I, I love the idea that this Broncos team is going to come out and keep a lot of games close. I think 9-7 and seven is well within the range, even with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback for Denver. Uh, this team 
was second only to San Francisco last year in percentage of the salary cap that ended up on injured reserve. So I love what the Broncos could potentially be this year. Five and 11 for that team last year took a lot of work because Vic Fangio, only a little bit ahead of Anthony Lynn in terms of late game well, management. Well, that, 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 that was going to be my counter to you. You're, you're betting on a coach that, let's face it, I thought he should have been out of a job after last year, even though you, you the number you said, second most players of the quality. Basically money on the cap. Yeah, yeah money yeah, on the cap yeah, for yeah. IR. Uh, again, only San Francisco was more, and we – we expect San Francisco, if we're talking about bounce-back candidates this year, we expect the Niners to be one of the bigger bounce-back candidates in all of the NFL. But, look, the Broncos, they're kind of in the same boat like we talked about with the Jets yesterday. They are building it correctly. The offensive line, again, I don't know how good Bobby Massey is at this point, but it's better than what they had. Garrett Bowles was one of the most improved players in all football a year ago at left tackle. And there are plenty of weapons on that offense. Jerry Judy had glimpses of being really good if he, if, if he figures out uh, to avoid the drops. He could be an elite wide receiver. And I don't think a lot of people are giving enough attention to the fact that Cortland Sutton, who I thought was going to have a massive season last year, got hurt in week two. And that, again, I don't think Drew Locke's a good NFL quarterback either, but that definitely hurt Drew Locke's development a year ago. And it'll be interesting to see if Teddy Bridgewater, if he is the starter, takes a leap forward. Uh, Adam, quick update. It looks like we got back-to-back Jackson Cincy. Uh, Joey Votto just hit one to the moon. And <laughs> then Aristides Aquino uh, heard from for the first time in a year and a half. Uh, home run off your boy Nogasek, who's rocking the 85 along with that mustache. And the Reds are now up 3-1. to one over the Mets in the bottom of the third inning. Reds were $1.45 favorites coming in with Wade Miley on the hill. He has given up a Pete Alonzo home run and nothing else thus far for the Reds. Yeah, and both both home runs were rockets. Votto's, I, I'm not sure Votto's has actually touched down yet. That's how big of a bomb it was. And Aquino with a, a just a, a seed out into the bullpens in left center field in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Votto one's in Kentucky right now. Yeah. That thing was uh, absolutely crushed. Um, you know, Jeff, the one team we haven't uh, really mentioned in this division is the Raiders, right? Yes. And l- let me talk directly to Raiders fans. Oh, uh, I, I, I just I'll need back to, away from my mic. Uh, yeah, camera three right in on me. Okay, uh, remember uh, who owns the network. Here we go. I, okay. I, know, I, I know who owns the network. <laughs> I, I know who does play-by-play okay. for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, <laughs> but Raider fans in general, just tell me what it is about John Gruden that's impressed you so far. Just tell me what it is. Where does the faith come from? Because I don't see it. Because... What has this team done in the past three years? No team whose coach has had this record over a three-year stretch in the last decade has kept that head coach after three years. Now John Gruden has a 10-year contract. Um, This team is building 1989's finest roster. They are trying to win by ground and pound. They are trying to win by stopping the run. It's a style of football that does not win games consistently in 2021. So... What did they do this offseason? Well, they changed the defensive coordinator, right? They bring in Gus Bradley, who had his greatest successes with the Legion of Boom in Seattle. Well, this roster doesn't have that talent, and they didn't add that talent. They added Yannick Ngakwe on the defensive line. That's at least a starting piece to, to making them better than they were in terms of the pass rush. But this was one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL. Um, they're counting on Henry Ruggs being better. They added John Brown, who basically replaces Nelson Aguilar. 
Um, they traded away half their offensive line. They're not any better on paper than they were last season. So I'm not sure what it is where people are looking at this team, especially from the inside of the organization, and saying we trust the plan that John Gruden has because we're into year four, and this team has absolutely no success to speak of. Uh, Jeff, talk me out of it. Talk, talk me into something being better with this Raiders team than it would suggest based on what we see on paper. They're sitting there at seven wins on total, even juice on both sides. Division odds are where they should be at 20 to one. Well, all I'll say is I know they have enough safeties to play. I, I, I do know that for a fact. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. They, since, since they have five guys at safety who are legitimate NFL safeties, the problem is you're only playing two safeties at a time. This is true. So, but this look, true. I, I, it, the whole John Gruden second go around experiment Adam, if it wasn't for the 10-year contract, he's gone. There's no arguing that, especially with how this team has imploded down the stretch every single year. And if you let, let's let's pull up the schedule here, let's look at the final six games for the yeah. Vegas Raiders, and I, that trend's not gonna gonna go away this year. It starts with Thanksgiving in Dallas, which again. Dallas has been known to do some weird things on Thanksgiving, so the Raiders could go there and pull an upset. But then after that, you get a Washington team that their defense, even if they struggle offensively with Fitzpatrick at quarterback, and if they have to go to Haneke because Fitzpatrick is bad, so be it. That defense is going to cause big problems for the Raiders' offensive line in that game. The Chiefs, the Raiders won in Kansas City last year. They're not winning in Kansas City back-to-back years. Just not happening. At Cleveland, Again, I know they won in Cleveland last year. Not happening that again. That was the Gropple game. Yes. Yeah, like, yes. Like that was not a game that is repeatable. No, it's not happening. And then, and then look, I mean, if the char- if, if any of those last three games, Denver, if they're, be- if they're as good as you think they can be, Adam, Denver's going to need that game. Indianapolis, the way I have it breaking down, Indy's going to have to be perfect down the stretch to get themselves in the playoffs, and it's a road game. And then the Chargers – who knows? The Chargers could need that game to get into the playoffs, too. So uh, what's stopping the Raiders from, even though, again, this, the early portion of the schedules, there are a bunch of winnable games in there, especially the home games against Miami and Chicago and Philadelphia and, and Cincinnati in Week 11. But the back end of the schedule is brutal. What's stopping them from imploding and going 6-11, and 11, going under that win total of 7? I, I do like the under a 7. And, again, the same questions will be asked again as the previous two seasons of, what is wrong with the Raiders down the stretch as they implode in the last six weeks for the third consecutive season this year, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I think seven is just about right on the total. I did the numbers going game by game on them. I think eight is achievable for yeah. this team. I think nine is aggressive. Uh, but eight is doable for this team. Look, I-, I will say this much. Derek Carr is a far better quarterback than he gets credit for around the league. This is a guy who finished top 10 in DVOA last year. If I finished top 10 in pro football focus grade, Derek Carr is an above average NFL quarterback and above average in the NFL. When it comes to that position might as well be elite. You don't go off a guy like that without having someone better in mind. I like what Derek Carr can bring to this team. That being said, this defense is so bad. And this defense was so bad last year and is still so bad this year. If you're going to continue to try to make Jonathan Abram into a usable NFL player, then you're going to be in trouble because we've seen plenty of struggles, not just from him, but from the rest of this secondary. They have concerns about Damon Arnett. I just don't see where the defense gets it done. You'll notice, of course, that we have not mentioned Jeff 
much about the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it's, what is there to say? <laughs> no, it's a valid point. And look, as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the field, and I think at this point, as long as Travis Kelsey is on the field too, or Kels, whatever his name is now, after Please, yeah, after let's get what, it right. after after what he said earlier the, last week. But as long as those two are healthy, Kansas City's winning 13, 14 games pretty easily because their offense is unstoppable. And again, we know they have questions on defense, and Frank Clark could very easily be suspended for a long time with what the reports are out of L.A. right now. As long as Mahomes is there, they're winning a division going away and winning 13, 14 games in a 17-game season. I want to bring up a point that goes back to last night, though, Jeff, and, and it comes back to we talk about value on futures, right? Mm-hmm. Last night we covered the AFC East, and we talked about the Buffalo Bills being minus 150 to win the AFC East. The Chiefs are minus 250 to win the AFC West. Listen, that just shows you what a good value the Bills are yeah. at minus 150 because I think a properly lined Bills number is probably closer to this. This is the right number on the Chiefs to win this division. And frankly, if you ask me, does a team in this division like the Chargers have a chance to glow up and be a real threat to the Chiefs in the right circumstances? I think they have a better chance than anybody in the AFC East does. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you. And, and of course, the wrench that could change this all is if Aaron Rodgers is playing in blue and, and, and orange for, for the Broncos, which could conceivably happen. Again, I, I, I won't believe it until it actually happens. So, But, look, I'm with you. I, I, and it goes back to yesterday. That Buffalo bet, minus 150, minus 155, it's really good, especially in a division where there just isn't anyone that can can really compete with them. Uh, maybe in 2022, the Jets or maybe Miami can compete with them, but not in 2021. When we get back here on Primetime Action, uh, a lot going on on the baseball slate. We'll also throw in, uh, we'll throw in our props as well for Game 6 of the NBA Finals as we continue to roll on on primetime action here on VSIN and MSG+. now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Jeff, uh, let's get an update from our producer, Bren Wilson, here on all the games going on right now. What a nice, circuitous way to, to bring it to me there, Daniel. You're just so excited. You want another first inning. Yes. I just want to make sure Jeff paying attention for this update. I, 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 when Ben speaks, I have to pay attention because if I don't, he'll let me know that I wasn't paying attention. Yes. That's ben, right. what do we got? That's how the magic of TV works, Jeff. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, uh, the run of the first inning, Danielle, Indians, Astros, that is a cash because the Astros have already 
uh, struck in that game. Early one nothing lead right now on the Indians, minus 625 live favorites. They were the largest favorites on the board heading in to begin with. Indians plus four dollars right now. A couple of the other games that are just underway in that uh, in the eight o'clock Eastern window. Twins White Sox. Danielle, you need a run in the bottom of the first tier from the Sox because Dallas Keuchel held, held uh, Minnesota scoreless there. In the top of the first, so they're just underway, minus 195. The White Sox, plus 155. The Twins, 8.5 is your total. Now, some of the games that are a little bit deeper, uh, Jeff, the, uh, the, the money pit continues with John Means. First five, he's down 5-1, so his return from the IL not going well against Shane McClanahan. And the Rays, Orioles, 13-1 to for the game, a live line, minus 3,500 on the Rays, 10.5. Your live total minus 140 to the under. The Reds, uh, Adam was mentioning the back-to-back home runs. That score is holding up at 3-1 to the fourth inning. Reds over the Mets at home, minus 500 on Cincy. Mets at plus 340 live. Live total is also up to 10.5 under at minus 130. They are going to the fifth inning in our nation's capital. one nothing Nationals over the Marlins. That is uh, That score has uh, not changed since we last updated. Minus 225, the last uh, live line on the Nationals. That's currently suspended at DraftKings. Marlins plus 175. And uh, Danielle, again, another bet looking good. Phillies with uh, Ronald Torres, a double to retake the lead. 2-1 in the Bronx, 2-1 there in the fourth inning. You've got that first five minus a half a run. Minus 160 now the Phillies are for the game, plus 130 on the Yankees. Eight and a half is the live total. Only other game that is just underway, Cubs and Cardinals scoreless in the first inning. Cardinals minus 130 for the game. Cubs uh, plus 107 and a half is your total. We are still, uh, I'm now seeing Adam uh, just to make the suspense even greater. 9-10 Eastern for Dane Dunning and the Rangers <laughs> against Tariq Skubal and the Tigers. So the wait continues for you on your, well, your strikeout prop, Adam Candy. I'm sorry. truly fantastic, Ben, because I was hoping for my bowels to unlock at some point this evening. It's yeah. going to have to wait a little bit longer. I, I, you're going to be after um, the show at this rate. Oh, now. no. I mean, the, the, this game is going to be played at like 9, uh, nine o'clock Pacific yeah. time tonight. Uh, for those who were not watching earlier, I have Dane Dunning, uh, the Texas starter, over two and a half strikeouts on his prop, minus 105. Why is that significant? Because the market on Dane Dunning tonight was over four and a half or over five and a half. That four and a half was juiced heavily, close to minus 150 uh, on Dunning. I happened to find an off market number, um, happened to invest heavily in that off market number. And so uh, there are many outcomes that are okay. You wanna rain out the game, give my money back? All right, fine, whatever. It happens. Uh, what we can't have is Dane Dunning starts the game, the rain comes back. Dane Dunning comes out of the game, and then we get an official game. That has Danny Green potential written all you, over it. You just, you're just trying to find the worst possible way, which would that would be the worst I think I've ever heard, actually, if that were to be the case. And, again, you already thanked the, uh, the umpiring crew and the Detroit Tigers as an organization for not starting this game and putting you in that potential position. Yeah, I feel like for whatever A.J. Hinch took away from me as a Yankees fan in 2017 with the Astros, he, just he, gave has, it back he to might you. have just given <laughs> it back to me tonight. It's possible. Also, uh, I, I was going to say with the Phillies and the Yankees, uh, of course, you're a Yankee fan. Ronald Torres do is doing, doing good things against Listen, the Yankees. It's got to hurt. You, you don't you don't even know this, but I own a Ronald Torres jersey. Like this was one of the rare wait, ones wait, that wait, I want. I own a Ronald. You to buy that because I love Torres. I love this guy. I love Toe. The Toe Night Show. Do you remember that back a couple of years ago when when they were hitting home runs and they come into the dugout with him and Didi Gregorius and they were filming fake interviews. Ronald Torres is awesome, and now I have to watch him with old Joey G down in Philadelphia doing things against the Yankees. It's pain. 
It's absolute pain, although Gary Sanchez is trying to help me out here as he rips one off the wall. That's going to be a 300-foot uh, single for Gary Sanchez, probably. Yep, right on the money there would help hard, hard. that jersey, Jeff, that you own. There's got to be. you got to have a good one. Oh, I, I, you got to give me the you got to give me the whole break to figure this one out because I have a lot of ridiculous ones. Uh, I think the Brady Quinn jersey might actually take the cake, and I, that was a, a a Cleveland Brown one. This feels like as a well. purchase. Yeah, it was not a not a great purchase. Prop Watch coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and MSG Plus. season is right around the corner and that means the VSIN college football betting guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule and early season trends to watch so you have a betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99 and discounts are available when you buy early so now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for the VSIN all access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Just sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. And yes, we did get some runs scored by the White Sox. That's another yes run in the first inning so far. 4 0. So it, it took you four wins to finally get a winner. Yes, video. we, we hey. raised the standard for my first <laughs> inning bets, apparently. Danielle, I believe you are now 9 0 on first innings in the last two days. Correct. Is that accurate? Yeah, correct. Good stuff, good stuff. Correct. But I'm, I'm glad I almost I almost bet that Cubs Cardinals game and it did not come home. So that would have messed up my perfect record there. So close one. But we have one more waiting on here. So Rangers and Tigers in a rain delay, I believe, or thunder delay at some point. Um, so that's the last one of the night that we'll look for. Well, again, just remember, Adam and I are here the next two weeks. Fade us, guys. Follow Danielle. <laughs> that's the, that, that is the way at this point. I guess. I'm. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Some days are good. Some days are, are not so good. But there is something we can take a look at here. Let's do Prop Watch. All right. So taking a look here at the props, Giannis's points prop. 32 and a half is the number there. Rebounds at 12 and a half. Points, rebounds, and assists, 51 and a half. Big number there. Devin Booker, points prop, 31 and a half. His rebounds, four and a half. And points, rebounds, and assists combined, 40 and a half. Adam Candy, have you played any props for tonight's game yet? Just Connaughton. Uh, yeah. Pat Connaughton over eight and a half points. Uh, played it at over seven and a half mm. in game number five. That hit with ease. Um, the one that I took a look at in game five didn't ultimately play. Had a lean to it. Would have hit. Didn't play it. Uh, Devin Booker PRA points, rebounds, and assists. Was at 38 and a half last game. It's bumped up to 40 and a half here. Uh, we talked about that Devin Booker is capable of getting there on points alone. Uh, it's entirely possible that he hits that number. And so uh, it's, I think it's worth a look. I don't think I'm going to uh, – I don't know that I'm going to be in on it based on what I ultimately already have in this game. Jeff, I know that the very top of the board here is where you've gone with your first one. Yes, uh, me and the entire betting public will be on Giannis over 32.5 points. And, look, it's a closeout game. I understand that uh, these closeout games sometimes get – played a lot slower but 
Giannis has been absolutely unstoppable this entire series, and he's gone under back-to-back games after those back-to-back 40-point performances. I have a feeling it could be a lot more like those 40-point performances. Giannis, I also kind of – that the plus price to be the game's highest scorer, I like that as well on Giannis at 32-and-a-half. And then the other one, it's always fun to bet against human achievement here and there, guys. And, and Jay Crowder, who – in this series is essentially only taken three pointers. His point totals at nine and a half or excuse me at 10 and a half. I don't want to shortchange myself here, guys, 10 and a half on Crowder. I bet it under, I expect a, a, a poor shooting night for, for Crowder. Again, he had the five for five in this building earlier in this series. I would expect the regress from there. He's not going to take any two pointers. He's not going to get fouled more than likely in this game. So I would bet it under 10 and a half points. And I also kind of like that under two and a half, three pointers as well for Crowder. Just uh, again, I think they're, they're, they kind of go hand in hand. Granted, you could still go over to three pointers made and still come home on my 10 and a half though, Adam. So the other one and I don't want this to happen because I want to see this guy play well, no matter what ultimately ends up happening. Uh, Chris Paul at 21 and a half still feels like an aggressive number to me on points based on what we've seen in this series. Uh, I don't know if Drew Holiday is going to get the primary defensive assist on when guards are on the floor at the same time. Brings it a little bit into question for me. Uh, again, does feel a little bit on the heavy side. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Chris Paul after that dirty, dirty push on this on the dunk. Someone that I'm in love with personally. Just that Chris Paul has fought 16 years into spot necessarily to see him tank and have to deal with more questions his life based on his game goes. Yeah, I don't agree. Again, the narratives have already been spoken. 90% of them are nonsense, to put it lightly, uh, surrounding Chris Paul. Other than, again, he had really had one bad game in this series. In game four, he was bad. It, it, it happens. Uh, good players uh, sometimes don't show, and the rest of the series has been really good, and you can't flip uh, what happened in game five. Look, uh, Drew Holiday made an all-time great play at the end of that game, Adam. Let me ask you about another one here, yeah. uh, Jeff. It's the Chris Middleton three-pointer prop mm-hmm. at two and a half. He's going to get the volume of shots, right? And when we talk about props, we're always talking about looking for opportunity, looking to get the volume. Um I feel like I look at this every game and I pass on it every game. I get myself close to betting the over every single time and I never quite get there with Middleton. Uh, how have you evaluated Middleton in general in terms of trying to handicap him in this series? I would, I, I've been inclined to look at overs at home and unders on the road just because he has been much better in this series at Pfizer Forum and a two and a half. That feels a little bit low, with a, especially with the amount of usage. Again, it's hard for me to go bet both Giannis's point total over and Middleton's point total over just because there's only one basketball to go around, and those two will be getting the bulk of the shots. But, again, if there's enough possession in this game, I wouldn't be shocked if both Giannis and Chris Middleton go over their point total and Middleton goes over his three-point total as well. Danielle, you have a three-pointers uh, prop as well in this game. Right, yeah. I went over on Devin Booker's three-pointers made, so that number right now, two and a half, that's what I got as well. I got my over at plus 120, so most of the money coming in on the under here. I think that people think we're going to see a little bit of regression from Devin Booker here, but I don't know if you guys remember what happened at the end of that last game. Drew Holiday just stripped him, and that is the last thing in his mind right now, so I'd like to see him come back with a vengeance, maybe get three three-pointers tonight. Uh, you know what? I, I 
the thing with Booker is that the vol again, the volume of shots will be there. He is right. taking the three pointers. He's taking them at the same rate as Middleton. The question is just whether he's going to be able to knock them down. So I don't have any problem playing an over on Devin Booker because you know the shots are going to be there. Yeah, and one other one other question I have for you, Adam, is uh, how do we play DeAndre Aiden's props tonight? Uh, Sixteen and a half on the points, but really the rebounds at twelve and a half—that's the number that st- that stood out, and it hasn't mattered where they're playing. He has rebounded a ton in this series. Twelve and a half is pretty much where DeAndre Aiden's rebound number is sat all year. It's been that or eleven and a half for most of the season on DeAndre Aiden. It has not moved. Now the question, of course, is foul trouble. Uh, we've seen DeAndre Aiden have to deal with foul trouble, with having to deal with Giannis, that's what would give me a little bit of pause. In fact, I almost played P.J. Tucker over rebounds for Milwaukee over the weekend. It was James Salinas on Betting Across America who talked me out of it, saying, you know what, silly fouls, tends to get himself in some bad spots, and P.J. Tucker was in a lot of struggle there. So if I were to play it, I I would lean toward the under on passing. When we get back here on primetime action, Drew Dinsick will be with us next to preview game number six of the NBA Finals. Will the Bucks close it out? Where will the total end? That's where we'll ask Drew next here on Primetime Action. the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Jeff. The NBA Finals roll on tonight. Game 6 starting at about 10 minutes. There are roughly... Uh, 65,000 people in the Deer District. Adam's second favorite place. Actually, I think I'm shortchanging. Favorite place on earth for Adam Candy uh, is the Deer District. So uh, they're all getting ready. And to help you get ready to make your final wagers as we're getting close to tip time, it's our guy Drew Dinsick with us right now on the tweets at well underscore capper. Drew, good to see you again. And uh, when we talked this morning, uh, the total was sitting at 222. And now... It is not sitting at 222 for this one. We've even see it, seen a 220 pop uh, in town here at one, at one book, mostly 220 and a half. Drew, uh, is it still worth a look here at the lower total now at 220 and a half? Uh, at this point, I wouldn't play. I would. I, I never like getting the worst of the number. <clears throat> so if you missed our segment this morning, Jeff, where we went back and forth and talked about how the under was such a sharp angle, and really, you know, you can't pass up angles like this. And no, I'm just kidding. We were we were warm <laughs> on the under, but not like that. Um, the um, I think at this point, uh, you're best off <clears throat> collecting a little data, get an idea of what the game state may be late. Uh, the second half, particularly the fourth quarter. 
I could see going one of two ways, depending on whether this is a relatively narrow margin or if this is a lopsided sort of game. Um, there are sort of two game states that lend themselves to an under here. One is uh, the Bucks are comfortably ahead, like 20 point lead in the fourth quarter. Then I think they call off the dogs. Everybody, uh, you know, good job, good season. We're, we're calling it a, a day and you probably have a relatively low scoring fourth quarter, few possessions. And, and, uh, and this comes in under the two twenty and a half, or this is a relatively close game. And this is, you know, one, two possessions at the most throughout the entire second half, fourth quarter, uh, in which case possessions become a premium. If the offensive efficiency really starts to dictate whether or not, uh, you know, <laughs> you're getting uh, points on the board much more so than possessions because pace, you know, grinds to a halt. Um, and I guess <laughs> I lean that that's one of those two is more likely than the middle state, which is the bucks are comfortably ahead, um, but not enough that the Suns are willing to wave the white flag. And so you have an extended, <coughs> excuse me, an extended uh, trips to the free throw line for Giannis combined with, uh, you know, the Suns shooting three points to try to get themselves back in the game. Drew, as we look at what happened with the Suns in game five, popular theory out there that the ball kind of stopped with Devin Booker. It didn't move anymore. And that while Devin Booker got his that he needed to, nobody else uh, for Phoenix was really as involved in the offense. Is that part of the information you might look at as this game develops in the first half to see is Phoenix sharing the ball to try to gather what might happen with them? 100%. If their offense is flowing, if they're making the extra pass, if they're getting late into the shot clock, if they're getting open three-point looks from guys who um, you may not expect to really be difference makers in this game, I am positive about the Suns' chances to pull off the upset and to extend the series. If it's the other way around, and this is hero ball for Booker and Chris Paul, and they're going back and forth, maybe you get Aiden involved now and then, and the role players really have nothing to say about this, then I'm nervous about the Bucks pulling away a runaway here. Because the the Devin Booker getting 40 points a night show is fun. It's fun to watch. It's cool to see him emerge at this level. Um, but he is not the type of player that can get his shot wherever he wants it on the floor floor at any given moment, particularly as we've seen late in some of these games, as he's tried to go into the paint and he's going up against, you know, the guys who are the best, you know, in the lane defenders and all of the NBA. So it's, this team is very, very stout in terms of their uh, defense in the lane at the rim. And I would very, very much like to see the Suns take advantage of, uh, you know, where there are openings around the perimeter uh, and uh, trust their shooters to make their threes. I think this can be a competitive game. I think, Five points is a lot to lay for, for the Bucks, or I guess it's about four and a half most places now, but four and a half is still even a lot to lay for a Bucks team that, uh, you know, the margins have been relatively narrow this whole season. So um, I played the the Suns in the first half. My fingers are crossed that they're going to show us an offense that is a little more fluid, a little less one dimensional, a little less reliant on Devin Booker being the ISO king. But, uh, you know, if I start to see that, if that you know, creeps in at any point in this game. Uh, I don't necessarily even blame Booker for it. Some of it's on Monty Williams. Some of it's on the rest of the team being a little passive. Um, but the minute that they kind of tip in that direction, I think it's probably game set match. Drew Dinsick with us right now here on primetime action. Uh, Drew, you mentioned it in there. You're on the Suns getting the two and a half in the first half. That number is still out there right now. Uh, uh, there is some juice on it in some spots, but still a lot of flat plus two and a halfs on Phoenix. So you can still make that bet. Uh, it, how much of this goes into 
the way they lost game five and also too that we've seen Monty Williams adjust better early in games than Mike Budenholzer when the second half adjustments have been Budenholzer's bread and butter in this series. Yeah, a little bit about the way that they played in game five. I mean, but I think the the second point that you brought up there is really the key for me. Uh, and that is Mike, uh, you know, Mike has been much maligned for his adjustments throughout his career, particularly the last couple of years as they have crashed out of the playoffs. Um, but uh, this year has been a different story and their second half adjustments, particularly in the net series, particularly in this series have been masterful. Uh, and I would expect that in general, the bucks knowing that they can play from behind, knowing that they can make the adjustments at halftime, knowing that they can absorb a first blow from the Suns, will invite it. Uh, and you know, whether the bucks flip the switch at the, in the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, uh, you know, remains to be seen. Um, but, uh, the likelihood that this is a relatively close game at halftime pick them would have been my fare for this. Uh, and, uh, I would still happily take plus two points and took plus two and a half points. So it's, it's some of it is coaching tendency. Some of it's what we've seen in this series. Some of it's just the way that the bucks have kind of turned into uh, a team that really leans into that third quarter, you know, offensive explosion. And they seem to pick a different guy every night and say, Hey, uh, here's where the space is. It's your turn. Um, and uh, I will be looking out for that also in the third quarter as far as, you know, potential in-game plays or uh, or second-half looks. Drew, with those various game states that you mentioned as possibilities, are there any threads that you draw through them that would lead to prop plays for you? Is there anything in particular that you say could happen maybe in multiple game states for the Bucks or for the Suns individually? It's a great question, and that's absolutely the way you should handicap the props. <laughs> um, and, he, you know, and just kind of to take a step back while I kind of think of my answer, because I don't play a ton of props and I don't have a strong opinion on tonight's props. But but yes, you absolutely can find props on the board that are resilient to game state, and those are the ones that are going to have higher EV in general. Um, and as I kind of look at the props that you have up now on the screen, um, you know, the ones that pretty clearly stick out, you know, I, I, really the, the couple of uh, kind of key scorings, you know, scoring props for the bucks, Giannis at 32 and a half, Chris Middleton at 25 and a half. Um, and even to an extent, uh, you know, Brooke Lopez is 11 at 11 and a half. You know, those, those to me look more resilient than the, um, than the sun's props. Um, because you know, we, one of the questions we have at this point heading into this game is can the Suns find a more consistent offensive flow throughout this game? And if the answer winds up being no, uh, then, you know, this could be pretty lean, lean pickings for a lot of these guys who are listed here. Um, on the other hand, you know, you, the, the, um, the amount of, uh, you know, sharing that the bucks are doing in terms of offensive load, particularly in the half court, I think is pretty um, you know, is, is pretty resilient and specifically Giannis's points prop. If you want to kind of talk about a resilient prop, if they're winning, you know, number one, it's probably because his points contribution to that point in the game. And you can pretty much count on him going to the line double digit times tonight and potentially even more than that, if they are up enough in this fourth quarter that the Suns are fouling uh, with their intention to stay in the game. So Giannis getting an especially favorable uh, free throw uh, attempt number tonight, I think is pretty good. Now, will he make those? Will he convert? <laughs> will, will he actually, you know, come through for you on that? That's a different question. Um, but, uh, you know, I think there are a number of game states where, um, you know, Giannis's points prop is to the over is pretty resilient. 
Drew Dinsick of NBC Sports Bet with us right now here on primetime action. That's that's good good for me to hear since I'm Absolutely. on I'm on Giannis over 32 and a half tonight. Uh, that, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we get there uh, on that one. And you brought up a point there, and and this is the one concern for my guy Adam Candy, who was smart and got on the under uh, early this morning. Early this morning. Uh, you mentioned it there. This could kind of play like an NCAA tournament game at the end where it is a Fallapalooza from Phoenix if they're within that four to ten point range at the end of the game. Just I know we talked about the under early. Is that is that any sort of thinking even worth thinking about going into this, Drew? I mean, it is, especially if you're defending an especially yeah, if you're if you're defending an especially strong position on this under. Uh, and I know some players who are like I I could tell you there are players you know, the move that you saw from 222 to 220 that was that was big informed money and if you're defending that type type of position uh, then you know there are definitely some game state in play angles some second half angles that you're probably going to be you know ready to fire on um, in general you know game five aside we've seen pretty low scoring first halves. Uh, and I think if you're counting on a full game under first half under is probably on your card as well. Uh, and maybe a second half over if you get a deflated total, um, you know, if the pace is low, if people are expecting that to be, you know, to continue on, except for the fact that you have a margin that's leading bucks or close enough that you think the bucks can pull away in the third quarter. And then you might get that scenario in the fourth quarter. But, um, this, a lot of this is speculative. A lot of it, you're not going to know until we actually start to see the game played, but, uh, you know, I definitely think uh, eyes will be wide open uh, for the possibility that this becomes a bell loser. He's Drew Dinsick. Get him on the tweets at whale underscore capper. NBC Sports Better is where you can find his great work. Drew, thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, best of luck, guys. Enjoy the game six. Uh, we, we will. When we get back here on primetime action, our final thoughts before game six tips off in Milwaukee next here on MSG Plus and VSIN.